Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Welcome in. So I neglected to tell you what the mayor of Chicago, the ultimate sanctuary city, this guy is farther left. Further left, Dom. Further. Come on. Be accurate. English teacher. Uh, I think that Brandon Johnson is probably further left than any mayor in the country of a big city even. That's how far this is. So what he's doing, the EPA even shut down his tent city. Uh, 493 busloads have arrived there already. The busloads are coming not just from Governor Abbott, but the Democratic mayor of El Paso has been sending illegals to Chicago. The Biden administration has sent some to the Windy City. Thus far, more than 20,000 illegals have gone to Chicago. Now, New York has more, but that's still a lot. So what he's doing now is he put in a new law retroactively to when and where and how you can drop off illegals. New rules are meant to assure the safety of migrants. In other words, there are various hours, there are big fines, you could lose your license to be a bus or whatever the vehicle is coming into Chicago. It's amazing, isn't it? One of the biggest stories, one of the greatest political slash moral things to do is what Abbott and this Democrat mayor of El Paso has done. It's not just going to be us overrun. We're going to send him to the big mouth cities that want this. To his credit, Jim Kenney hasn't relented. Now, he hasn't been hit with 20,000. You imagine Philadelphia, what would happen then? I don't think Kenny would give in, though. I think he'd say, they're all welcome. Let's all go uh, over to Wegmans together. Wegmans will provide. <laughs> so what are these mayors doing now? They're screaming at the federal government. They're trying to put people uh, in Jersey Remember, uh, Dan had a friend, the guy that heads up Atlantic County. We had him on. Van Drew said it, too. They wanted to put them on the airport runway over there at the Atlantic City or Atlantic County Airport. In tents or something with planes flying in and out. (laughs) Even Phil Murphy. (laughs) My God, you can't make this up. Why? Because their policies are always a failure. A perfect example is going to be Tammy Murphy. I just can't get enough of waiting to go after her in the Senate contest when she actually has to answer a question. This waltz is in. I'm married to a handsome man. That's it. That's it. Fraud. That's a fraudulent claim. Let that on a screen. We do not endorse that claim with great natural hair. And it's got a heck of a mouth of choppers. No. <laughs> my God, I still can't get over Murphy with that semi-afro that he had. Oh, well, back in the day, it's oh, somebody photoshopped that. Yeah. No, she put it up. She put it up in her announcement. Well, Bobby Menendez beat that woman out only in Jersey. That the race to yeah, the bottom. There's a lie in her first announcement of "I met an attractive man." Or yeah, something like that. A handsome, handsome man. A handsome yeah. man. Yeah. I was yeah. in business. A handsome, compassionate man. Phil Murphy. Authentic man who cares about the whales. Maybe okay. another dimension he's handsome? That's right. All right, so that's uh, our Brandon story for today. Just uh, amazing stuff. All right, annually, and uh, Mike Opelka reminded me of this by his um, everyday Mike puts out great stuff for talk radio. It's a service. 
I have not done yet, and Jim Kelly reminded me, Dan, I haven't done it yet this year, the tipping guide. And each year we have tipping creep, meaning more and more people expect to tip. Yeah. I can remember doing this eight to ten years ago. A guy calls in and says, I'm a tow truck driver from about the 18th of December or thereabouts through December. If I tow you, I expect a holiday tip. Whoa, wait oh, a minute, no, buddy. No, get out of here. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, I, I think a pilot called me once and well, said... Well, hold on. Actually, I don't know. If the guy's doing you a favor, uh, maybe. No, no. I mean, if you call, you know, it's a tow. What do you mean, a favor? Oh, yeah. you're talking about someone that uh, like tows your car, not like yeah. does you a favor to tow your car to a shop. No, no, no. Not a favor. A business, you know, yeah, like yeah. AAA or... Well, no. Then I, I think for AAA, if the guy's coming out, maybe you should throw him a couple bucks. Oh, man. Here yeah. we go. Dan the Red strikes again. All right. <laughs> Put that one up on Twitter and see where that goes. I got one for you. Yes. I, I don't mean to reference it again, but yeah. it felt fantastic prior. I got a massage to yes. the show. Uh, Yolanda gave me a massage. But the person before me didn't tip her, so I didn't tip her either. Uh, it, it, like, you have a corporate thing here where they're calling in Hand and Stone to do massages, yeah. and you get a massage from a masseuse. Do you tip? Well, if you're getting it your own. Now, I've only had uh, two times that I've gotten corporate massages. Once was the water <laughs> club. Massages. And, uh, you know, it was kind of, uh, we went all the way down. It was a beautiful uh, place, but. I had to put on these, like, uh, it was a Roman decor with, like, Roman Ooh, sandal things. Yeah? Did you feel at home? No. Uh, and uh, I had to put on a bathrobe, too, a giant bathrobe, white bathrobe with a crest on it of something. And the woman, I believe, was Russian emigre, uh, wasn't so much in English, and was very um, technique uh, proficient. Yeah. But I wasn't as good as a massage I got by a guy. I got to tell you. The oh, guy, you like the guy massage? The guy massage was a lot better. You know, I'm kind of with you. I like guys massaging. Wow. Yes. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Maybe I, I should mean, phrase it that way. Yes. Right. Uh -oh, it's I, the strength. The strength behind, you know, getting the deep tissue. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's what it was. I see Joe of Exton checking in today. We thought he was... Uh, Do you want to reveal why you didn't go this morning yet? Yes, uh, I'm just going to save it for Dan time with Dom because okay. to me, but, yeah, let's, let's I go. get one massage, I start to fixate on it. I would get massaged every day. <laughs> I once got massaged on the air, and I just it wasn't the same me. It's just so, and it, the, the health benefits and everything else. So, so I have a buddy who has... One, but just one other note. I kind of feel bad, though, during it that you're getting all that pleasure, and they're getting nothing. Oh, come you know? on. I do. You're paying them. Well, true, and but you're tipping them while you're supposed to be tipping them. Well, okay, not, yeah. How much would you would you have tipped Yolanda? Uh, Yolanda, would, I, I think I would have thrown her a five if I had it in my wallet. Oh, okay. I, I would have given you change. Just come yeah. to me. Yes. Okay. So I, I have a friend who's uh, dealing with a gambling addiction, and uh, you know, whenever he sees Fanduel commercials, he really gets you know turned off, and right, um, he he can't go anywhere near it. Is it as serious with massages as it is with him with gambling? I don't like, think it's like when quite... I talk about how good my massage was. Is there like a sign? Yeah, it's, it's like, a triggering. Oh my gosh, yes. I want it so bad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's almost at that level. If I if I had a massage right now, I'd have trouble finishing the show. Oh I mean, really? Oh yes. It just can I call in Yolanda? And yeah, see if that's true. <laughs> so I did that on the air once. And it was very difficult after that. So now I, I think I would like to be massaged every day for at least an hour. Ooh. Prepping the show, doing that. But then... Would it be before or after the show? It would have to be uh, after, right? Yes. But 
when it ends at the end of an hour, I don't want to stop the massage. Yeah. So they pay have... for another hour. Oh, sure. You can yeah. just do it forever. Just let me do my work while you're doing. Just have a masseuse there. So these pro football players and others are lucky. I mean, they have these people coming out of so the you, woodwork. You do it like Deshaun Watson, but like clean. Yes. Yeah. yeah I'm not a Deshaun. I'm a quarterback, but not. Uh, <laughs> yes. Who throws forty yards? Yeah, he liked his massage. All right. Too much. So uh, how? Who is in the sphere of tipping? And what I always offer to people Since, is... Wait, before... Yeah, well, let me I, just say this one. That if you want to extend it and tell us your profession and you think you ought to be tipped during the holidays, let us know. I mean, I don't even know our postal person. We get mail on Saturday at midnight Oh, you don't tip sometimes. the postal guy, do you? Oh, Mike Opelka, the article he put up, if he's listening, he said you got to tip the postal guy. How about the guy. trash man? Yes, that's one of the biggest. Really? you got to run out there and see them... Uh, I mean, I got a whole thing. Just throw the can on the sidewalk. They throw the can <laughs> where we park. It's like a foot. I don't mind you throwing the can. Just throw it another foot. You're really conservative with your tipping, though, because yesterday you said you wouldn't even tip the Christmas tree guy. I said I would tip him. I didn't know about the 10 bucks and all that oh, you were okay. talking about. So I mean, he's just something. putting a tree on there. Yeah, I tip him. But it's work that you're not doing. Someone else <laughs> is, you know, offering their labor instead. It's not much to it, really, though. But I... You know, if he's the owner, I'm not tipping. Yeah. If it's one of his guys, they don't make some. Okay. Yeah. Wait, but if it's the owner, he's going above and beyond to help his employees. So I think that deserves a tip, doesn't it? No. No, he's making the money off the exorbitant Christmas tree prices. I haven't gone and gotten it yet. I'm going to be scrutinizing the Bidenomics of it. You'll need a massage afterwards. All so. right. So who else do you tip? Now, Mike put up an article today. You could put up any number of articles that the tipping thing has gone a, a tremendous circle. Uh, how about your kid's teacher? I'm sure there's antagonism because some schools have passed limits on how much you can tip the teacher. How about and an I, apple? Well, well, I, I agree. If you have to have a limit, if uh, in some schools they were buying Broadway show tickets, well, you do that. The kid's got to at least get a B. I mean, you're going to say, hey, you got the Broadway show tickets and Johnny only got a D. That's not working out. <laughs> Buying grades. Yeah, it's Lauren happened. Laughlin. It's happened. Yeah. So do you have another one on the uh, tipping uh, circle here? Uh, no, it's just uh, like like when I go to a vape shop. Yes. Why, why do I have to tip the person for handing me vape oil? Well, you should. Yeah, right. but it's they turn little screen around. It's like, would you like to tip 15%? Oh, well, that whole thing with the screen. No, yes. no I don't yeah. want to tip 15%. Yeah. All right, so if you were in a profession or you have one, is there one you resent that you don't think you should tip them, but you feel a lot of pressure? Uh, the Alpeca, Alpelka article says uh, there are at least eight people you should, the average person should be tipping. What? Do you round up? Like when they guilt you into the charity, like round up for charity? Do you do that? I'm not doing that. No, <laughs> no I mean, I tip, my, I tip my hairstyle. Let's just look at the results. I'd have to. You know, that's the most important one. But uh, not too many other in my tipping. I'm trying to think of who else would you have to tip. The hairstylist is one. Can I give Yolanda a shout-out? Yes. Because I didn't tip I'm getting texts and tweets that I should have tipped her, and I feel bad now. So Yolanda on Cotman Avenue, Hand in Stone. Go check her out. I have a bunch of, like, knots in my back. She found every one. She was fantastic. So oh, boy. If you if need that, a massage, go look for Yolanda. Cotman if that Avenue. worked for Dan, yes. Tomorrow, the uh, smoothie people. It's a real health uh, type of thing, and I already got Jim lined up to bring the smoothie in that they'll be making. That I'm into. The massage thing is just a little bit too much. I don't know. It's, it's covered corporately. Why would Dan have to tip in this? You're going to mas massage Anonymous? No. 
but um, yeah, name is Dom. The guy was the best. Uh, now, now Roe, of course, women, many women don't want a male massaging them. They can only have females. Uh, males yeah, can have, like that. Yeah, males can have either one. I'm okay with either one. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, it, Beach Chair writes, and I just tipped my yeah. hairdresser $100. What? Tipped two teachers, $50 Amazon gift cards, my mailman $50, and my trash man $0. I can't believe that. Again, the uh, the hairstylist, a hundred bucks. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. Like on top of already, like, right, so, you know what? Bucks for the hair. Yeah, send us a picture of your haircut. Send us a picture of your hair. <laughs> we'll judge whether or not. I wonder how much Phil Murphy pays uh, Miss Kim. That's the number I'd like to see. How much of a tip does Miss Kim get? Like, what's an appropriate hairdresser tip? Because he said he would tip a hairdresser, right? Yeah, I think when I go, it's about ten bucks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah Something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. Hundred dollars. That's uh, yeah. Even for the how the long seat. That's that's an awful lot. Can uh, radio show producers accept tips? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. You get on board here. Side question today: something to do with fire firefighters, real or fictional? Got a lot of good ones. Uh, let's go to Joe of Exton, one of our leading callers. Hey, uh, Joe, I'm glad you're okay. We thought something was up. Uh, no, just um, I had things to do. And, uh, that's all. Oh, okay. Come on, Joe. People are waiting for you. You're, you're the odds-on favorite to be the caller of the year here. <clears throat> well, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so this is an award that you do want, Joe. Yes. Is that something you'll deny if we get you on the stand? Um... If I do what, uh, Dan? So it's a, a, an award that you will accept. You won't deny it if you are indeed determined the caller of the year, correct? Um, yeah, you can uh, mail it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get you to show up somewhere, Joe. Come on. All right, Come Joe, on. what do you have today? I, I, hey, hey, Dan, um, <clears throat> when um, when Don makes an appearance down there um, by the Liberty Bell, I might... Uh, uh, oh, okay. I, I, I might come down incognito. <laughs> Joe, you tell us that, and we're going to build an entire remote around the Liberty Bell now just yes, for you, right. so you yeah. make an appearance. We want to see your face, Joe. We want the corn cob pipe and every well, not the corn cob yeah. pipe, but we want the ascot. We need the ascot and the top oh, hat. No, 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 no Dan. Um, uh, dismiss the ascot. Um, I'm not into being haughty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Joe, what do you oh, have Joe. today? Well, um... Benjamin Franklin founded the first uh, firehouse company in 1736 called the Union Firehouse Company. Uh, very nice. All right, thank you, Joe. Yeah, that's a pretty start. He would go Ben Franklin. He would go to that uh, point. That's the most Joe has ever talked. Amazing. He would accept. Don't let that influence your vote. mail it to me. Uh, mail. <laughs> Right, we're going to get him out of here. we got something coming up, uh, Greg told me today, a big event. So I uh, can't announce it yet, but uh, hopefully we'll get Joe there. Now, I went him down there at Mulligan, sitting right in the booth next to me, finding out what kind of cocktail he likes. It's probably a Manhattan in some kind of weird oh, way. Oh, there's no doubt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, it's 855-839-1210. Yes. I haven't been sober. Actually, I'll, I'll phrase it this way. I went to... Um... There's a live band playing at a bar uh, right. that my family, so I had my extended family come this week, and we surprised my dad for a birthday, and then we went to a bar afterwards. A live band was playing, and I brought the kids over to see one song. They were singing a Rihanna, 
Diamond, and yeah. uh, the, the singer actually sang directly to my niece. Uh, I didn't tip her. Should I have tipped her? Oh, my God. Hassan Bin Sober says, I feel a little bit of resentment when I'm playing with my band and then play a request and they don't tip. Well, we're getting into virtue signaling. Now, you just got to go around all day tipping people, it seems like. Now, I don't think you have to tip there. They're there. They're being paid for it. If you feel like tipping, yeah, but I don't think it's mandatory. Beach writes in responding to us, tip for hair is supposed to be the equivalent of of one cut. Is that like every time you're supposed to double your price and give the tip with a full cut, or is that just around Christmas time as a gift? Yeah, I think that's way too much. Yeah, and I love the hairstylists. I mean, you know, that's that's a lot. All right, it's our annual tipping guide. Uh, make your case. Tell us your profession. Should you be included? 855-839-1210. You get in with Dom. I just saw this, and it, this is the ongoing battle. This is important. In the war of the election of 2024, Sherrod Brown. Now, he's a uh, Democrat from uh, Ohio, and he has been pretty effective. You know, he's gotten elected. He's one of their go-to guys on labor, working class, and all that. We'll play you in a moment. I had, yeah, Dan just got it here. He's saying what we ought to be saying for Biden is everybody knows it. And if you say it right to them, the average American will get it. That really, why grocery store? Now, this is really going into the lion's den. A lot of other inflation, you might be able to come up with some cockamamie answer here. But going into the grocery store, he says, explain to the average American, all this is about is stock buybacks and bonuses for the chief executives of all these food companies. Listen to Senator Sherrod Brown. John, one of the things I've watched about John, and I think there are similarities, John stands up to the meatpacking interest. He knows what that does to food prices, and he knows what it does to farmers' wages. And the same that I stand up to Wall Street and stand up to drug companies. And voters voters don't carry your party if you're standing up for an interest group um, that's that's screwing over people. And, you know, when, when um, people go to the grocery store, uh, they're frankly they're paying when their their grocery prices go up because they're paying for executive bonuses and and stock buybacks and that's pretty clear and voters voters understand that when you talk about it that it way. pains me to say that we're out of time we got to do this again All right, I'm on. and and now I got to say having listened to how he's all right they're all patting themselves on the back this will work let's just get Sherrod Brown in there to coach up Biden and the Biden surrogates. It's it's just, I love this debate. To me, this is hand-to-hand combat. This is just all out, scorched earth. These people continuing to think of what they've done, what Biden has done here for his own selfish reasons, nothing to do with policy or anything else that's effective. We know what's been creative. How many different schemes are they trying to come up with to get out of this? And in the end, yeah, people care about the border. They care about Hunter Biden and Biden corruption and all that stuff. They care about Trump and all the uh, you know entertainment of another campaign. But in the end, the thing that everybody faces is what they've done to us. How many stories do we have to bring when uh, we talk about Toys for Tots, how they're having trouble this year? People are saying, I got to buy toys for my own kids, and I'm trying to figure out how to do that. Who's responsible? Biden. And these creeps like the Sherrod Brown. Yeah, just tell them it's the executives. It's stock buybacks. It's the rich. They're doing it to them.
And if these people would just see it, they would figure out how to get out. I want to link that to something. Joe Biden ought to be thrilled that Hunter Biden is being prosecuted as a wealthy tax cheat. He was wealthy. He wasn't making uh, alimony payments, among other things. Why are we getting 87,000 people more with the IRS? Why do they want that? And the answer is, we're doing that because the wealthy are cheating us, according to Joe Biden. Yet the son, he gets a pass. He's an addict. He's a good guy. It's It's persecution. Now, this guy, Sherrod Brown, has been elected a senator in a state that is more red. I think he's been elected a couple times. He was going to run for president. But this is just maddening. Now, part of me says, well, come on, Dom. You're always sizing up the enemy, the adversary here. Put yourself in their shoes. What would you be saying? What could you possibly say that people see this? What kind of uh, rope-a-dope would you be using? They're so confident sitting there, though. Yeah, people understand it when you tell them that. Uh, ah, yeah, thank you, Dan. Good recommendation. Now, the uh, I, don't, I don't like this whole show. That's why I didn't ask Dan to get him on. But Jesse Waters had mic the situation on. Uh, Jersey Shore, you're not a fan? Of Jersey Shore. Uh, You know what? I'm not saying that um, I get overboard anymore. I I wanted to link it to this. But, you know, Italian-Americans advancing in America, Dan, is still an ongoing thing. We haven't had a president yet, right? We haven't had a Polish president yet. No, we haven't. Right. Come on. And these people, even though Snooki, I know, is Portuguese, not Italian, they do foster stereotypes of Italians, right? Without a doubt, they do. So this guy has a book out. <laughs> Who wrote the book? He's on with Jesse, and he went to jail for a tax evasion. I don't know if he went for a year or so. And Jesse does a good thing here. He uh, asked him the situation. How do you feel about Hunter Biden? I had just become a multimillionaire. I was uh, I had the Ferrari outside. I had just made about $5 million the year before. I didn't have to file because I didn't make enough money. I was sitting on my uh, family's couch. My mom was uh, making uh, Christmas dinner, uh, shrimp oreganata. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I was uh, very high. And uh, my brother, who was my manager, came up to me and he's like, listen, we got to file, man. You made $5 million. And I kind of hesitated. And I was like, oh, man. He's like, or... We can get him next year. And I was like, let's get him next year. And that one decision, like I just said, haunted me for about 15 years. Sure. And Hunter did the same thing. He said, we'll do it next year. You know, all of a sudden, four or five years go by and you owe Uncle Sam millions of dollars. Now you had to go to prison. Uh, I don't think Hunter's probably going to go to prison. He'll probably get pardoned or get a sweetheart deal. Well, yeah, I know it may be petty, small of me. Yeah, the big picture is the big guy, Joe Biden. But Hunter Biden, the face of entitlement, the cocky face of entitlement, got to go to jail. Got to. This guy, Sherrod Brown, though. Uh, Dan, I wonder if he would come on. That'd be an, you know, just, all right, I'll sit back, put me in the straitjacket. Yeah, I should have an isolation booth for two minutes. It's been a while since we went that thing out. Yeah, Sherrod. Tell me about the buybacks. Tell me about Big Egg and uh, Big Potato Salad 
And uh, name another product that's costing. No, they're not going to get away with this. Casey Jr. is trying the same thing. He's a marble mouth who puts you to sleep. He's not going to be able to do it. But what else do they have? How can they tell people? Why are you not getting it how good the economy is? And that uh, inflation is slowing. Yes, but it's already baked in. I mean, (laughs) it's not going down. It's not going to go back to the original price or anything near the uh, clip you would expect of a price to inflate. How many things do we have to put out? Kevin, uh, home alone, shopping, right? It was $19.83. Now it would be $68, what he bought in the supermarket as an eight-year-old. That's outrageous. They're living high. They're insulated from this. The average person feels it, sees it, and even if you can afford it, resents it. I'm a resenter. I resent all of them, up and down the line, including the new star we're going to hear more about. Who is Sarah Biden? Sarah Biden is Joe's in-law, emerges as the central figure in the foreign cash deals. Now, you talk about a guy of no talent, nothing along for the ride. That would be Biden's brother. But Sarah Biden, not long after the 1995 wedding to Jim Biden, took the job with one of her brother Joe's Senate donors, who later accused her of fraud and unjust enrichment, according to court records that Real Clear Investigations has. In the years since, she and her husband have been accused of reneging on debts, failing to pay their taxes, court, and property tax record show. Like their nephew, first son Hunter Biden, they've reportedly sold the promise of access to their powerful relative to companies, several of which have gone bankrupt, some of which are tied to foreign countries hostile to the United States. She now has emerged as a key figure in the mushrooming Biden foreign influence peddling scandal. Remember that name, Sarah Biden, the wife of Joe Biden's brother. Okay, it's a whole family of this nonsense. So Sherrod Brown really thinks he can come up to average people and tell them, Let's do that in the super. They ought to film this in the supermarket. Yeah, Senator, look at these prices. Look at this. Yeah, well, you ought to be resentful of the head of giant. Big egg, big tobacco, big spaghetti. Yeah, big spaghetti. That's right. Get him. The ragu guy. Look at that ragu guy. And Chef Boyardee guy. Yeah, Chef Boyardee has four yachts now. He's laughing at you. Don't buy his products. What else are they going to try to do on this? I don't think Republicans are paying enough attention to it. I think they have to drill down, drill down, drill down endlessly, be looking for fresh and new ways. they got to go out there, interview people as much as they can, get that nugget, get the thing that the person tells them. The best one, Dan, we've had, there have been two, and I'm always open to more. You looking up how much the uh, full meal was at uh, McDonald's. No. Yeah, it was McDonald's over in Grace Ferry, 1265. The Big Mac, French fries, and a Sprite. That's shocking. The other one is Anne-Marie coming on and saying Toys for Tots having trouble collecting toys. Why? People feel they can't contribute a toy. They're buying it for their kid. Uh, Still having trouble there. December 17th, this weekend, uh, they're going to be filling a bus. uh, Gallo's Burger Bar, 8101 East Roosevelt Boulevard, 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. on Sunday. Uh, They're wanting to fill an Eagles bus because Toys for Tots really does need help because of this inflation issue. Yeah, and uh, it's one of my favorite spots, as everybody knows. Uh, Gallo's, the owner is just, um, Jim is unbelievable. So, Speaking of gyms, have you ever looked at Jim Biden? 
He looks yes. exactly like an older hunter. It's ridiculous. He does. It's like yeah. a doppelganger. Watch for uh, Sarah Biden now. But Sherrod Brown, this guy all worked up here. Let's play that again one more time because uh, the uh, payoff here is this is their strategy. In one way or another, they're going to try to convince the American public, don't look at those prices, don't realize what Biden did. That's not the cause of it. John, one of the things I've watched about John, and I think there are similarities, John stands up to the meatpacking interest. He knows Mm -hmm. what that does to food prices, and he knows what it does to farmers' wages. And the same that I stand up to Wall Street and stand up to drug companies. And voters voters don't carry your party if you're standing up for an interest group um, that's that's screwing over people. And, you know, when when, um, people go to the grocery store, uh, they're frankly they're paying when their their grocery prices go up because they're paying for executive bonuses and and stock buybacks and that's pretty clear and voters voters understand that when you talk about it that it way. pains me to say that we're out of time we got to do this again right. is that Joe Scarborough Dan is that no it's a who's the I don't know Lawrence no. O'Donnell oh yeah. yeah stop that pounding yeah. you know what they had to play Lawrence O'Donnell reruns today. Because Morning Joe was delayed. There were big tech... I'm talking for an hour or more. Wow. Oh, man. Can you imagine... the hammering. Can you imagine Mika pacing up and down and they're playing reruns of Lawrence O'Donnell? Oh, it was at least an hour. how angry she was? I, it might have been can't more spread than my that. propaganda. What I kept I on do? flipping in and out, praying it would go on for the whole show just to see what they would do. <laughs> how could you play Lawrence O'Donnell reruns? Reminds me of... In their morning drive. Remember the viewer was supposed to have Kamala Harris and they just had to fill, fill Yeah, that's right. An and they said to the audience, any more questions? <laughs> oh, we no more questions. Uh, what are we going to do here now? All right, 855-839-1210. That's how you'll get in. How do you win on the inflation issue? Like anything else, it's there to win. But they're not going to give up on it, as crazy as that is. Is this guy right? Could he convince enough Americans? Yep, it's corporate greed. It's the fat cats that are doing it. It's Chef Boyardee. That's right. 855 Tony the Tiger did it. We've set people off on Twitter. I can go now or after the break tell you what's going yeah, on. Yeah, tell us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, Hassan bin Sober, he's a guy that uh, works in the band. Yeah. Did you say at one point that we don't have to tip for a request? Yes. Okay. He says, you're wrong, Dom. When you honor a patron's request, you should receive a tip. That's why we have a tip jar. Requests go above what we're expected to do. On top of that, we rarely make enough to cover expenses. I never knew you were such a tightwad, he says. Oh, my God. If you want to request a song, put a quarter in the freaking jukebox. Oh, my goodness. It's just... Right? Wow. Hasn't been sober with the fire coming at you. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I was the one that initiated that, though. I, so I, I, so I you mean to say the guy's here and you just say, oh, hey, could you play this? If you make a big deal out of it, you do a whole big thing. All right. Yes. He also says, I was on your side with tipping the mail carrier and trash collector. I'm very disappointed with you. Oh, my goodness. So I guess his line's drawn at himself. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Confederate Mark writes in, you got to be nuts to think I'm going to tip the mailman, a way, way overpaid newspaper boy with a driver's license. If I were king, I would eliminate single-family home delivery, getting rid of thousands of workers, jeeps, gas, insurance, etc. Wow, way overboard there, Confederate Mark. All right, jump on board. Too, too far. And $100 for Miss Kim when you get your hair done. Come to your Dano show. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, I uh, saw him in several places today, Vivek uh, saying that he's bringing back on the campaign trail some talk about woke and about how woke influences all of our lives disastrously. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, according, And I think it's part of the Trump effect. People just want Trump. 
in this primary and talking about woke this or that. They may agree with you, but it doesn't turn them on. But what is working is what's happened here with these presidents has put woke back on the radar screen. I still think Republicans not doing enough on inflation and Democrats are not going to give up to try to find anything that will rope a people a bit into believing that somehow or another somebody caused this other than Joe Biden and progressives. That again, they'll go into the playbook, it's corporate greed, you know, big tomato, all that stuff. That's where they're going to go. And all they're trying to do is just deflect just as much as they possibly can. So uh, woke, we talk about it here all the time. More than politics, talk radio talks about how everybody in the world can be canceled, talks about just the silliness of this. We saw it with the college professors. Uh, Cecily Strong, who usually uh, I thought is pretty progressive on Saturday Night Live, Dan, turned down the role of Stefanik. Uh, She thought it was too one-sided. She thought it was tone deaf. Now, I don't know how Saturday Night Live pulled it off and tagged in the other woman, because she did this a few hours, apparently, before uh, the broadcast. Wouldn't do the role. So uh, when somebody on Saturday Night Live goes, no, this is not something that is fresh, is new, is fair, is any of that stuff. This is tone deaf. I want to tell you something. She was right. Saturday Night Live is not going to apologize for it. And you made a comment yesterday, and I agree with Dan. We thought at the beginning of this year, whatever the run is, whenever they start their season, I don't know, September, whatever, there were a few inklings of a bit of um, parody there. We're back now to the real Saturday Night Live and what it's become and why it is not Destination TV anymore. And what is it now, 48 years of it? I think it was 1975 that started. Yeah, it's going for a long time. Um, yeah. Hey, the massage. Come on. Now. I know. Perk up there. What the heck Se- is going Se- on? Cecily yes. Strong, too. She I, Wasn't she uh, Susan Collins? Like, she hasn't shied away from playing Republicans no, in the past. No, I know. So, yeah. It's, yeah for it's her really, not to do really this, they had a tag in the other woman. Wow. Uh, interesting stuff. MIT keeping their president, too. The MIT woman did not get as much of the fire. But Harvard doing this is one of the big news stories. One quick nugget, then I'll take a couple calls. 1975 was the first year. Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House, said something really important today. What we're looking for are these two things before we give Ukraine funding. Border certainty of the various reforms they want, which he knows Biden's not going to do it on paper or in reality. But we also need clarity on the policy in Ukraine. Now, let's drill down. What does that mean? But what I think he's saying is, if we gave this money or any part of the $60 billion, what is our metric that we're going to look on as far as what's going to happen in Ukraine? Meaning, are they going to negotiate for peace? That's what we want. If they stick to that, I'm fine. Dan, you had something else there? That's... I do have a Mike Johnson if you want to listen. Yeah, okay. Let's hear Johnson in my state of Louisiana. Fentanyl is the leading cause of death for Americans age 18 to 49 in this country. Fentanyl poisoning because it's allowed over the border. We have human trafficking and all the other terrible things. In the last three months, October, November, December alone, 
We've had more illegal crossings at the border than in any entire year during the Obama administration. The American people see this. They feel it acutely. They see all the terrible societal ills that come from this, and it must be addressed. So I've made this very clear, again, from the very beginning, when I was handed the gavel, we needed clarity on what we're doing in Ukraine and how we'll have proper oversight of the spending of precious taxpayer dollars and the American citizens, and we needed a transformative change at the border. Thus far, we've gotten neither. Uh, the Senate has been MIA on this. The House passed H.R. 2 six months ago, more than six months ago. It's been sitting and collecting dust on Chuck Schumer's desk. I have told him personally, I've told the National Security Advisor, the Secretary of State, the Secretary of Defense, that these are our conditions because these are the conditions of the American people. And we are resolute on that. It is not the House's issue right now. The issue is with the White House and the Senate. And I implore them to do their job because the time is urgent and we do want to do the right thing here. All right, here's the thing. Uh, the border, transformative, everybody knows that. Clarity in Ukraine, not just tracking the money, the corruption, it's actually getting into the hands. Clarity means what's the policy? They're not going to give much. Johnson knows that. They're not going to say X, Y, or Z to him. So there's no way we should sign off. The bottom line is they can't go on waging this war forever, as the Biden administration says, and we continue to fund it. Isn't that what Johnson's getting at there? And that's more difficult than I think even getting anything on the border. So there's no way we should go for this. And I don't think they are. Let me go to Nancy in Philly. Nancy's on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Nancy, hi. Hi there, Dom. How are you? Good, Nancy. Good. So, Dom, um, I may not be 100% accurate, but it seems to me that if you look back in time, every time a Democrat takes the presidency, they ruin the economy. So, you know, keep voting for Democrats and you can have a ruined economy. Yes, but this is particularly titanic. No one has done what Biden did here. That's the point. This is way beyond even Obama or anybody else that we could remember. Well, Jimmy Carter wasn't that great. Um... Well, right. But but I meant, though, this is the thing that it's not just the uh, overall economy, but actually directly attacking your money, taking money from you. That's what inflate. It's a it's a tax. Absolutely. Thank you, Nancy. All right. Um, 855-839-1210. AT&T and Verizon Wireless. You just push pound 1210. Hit us with a fire or firefighter. Uh, Doug in Burlington. Doug, what do you have today? Yeah, Dom. Um, how about the scene in the movie Castaway with Tom Hanks when he finally is successful at making a fire on the um South Pacific Island that he's stranded on. That is a, a great film. By the way, I like Castaway a lot. Do you? Yeah. I think it's very It was good. really well done. Yeah. It's just like it's sitting in the boardroom. Can you imagine proposing, yeah, let's go watch a guy sitting on an island for two hours trying to build a fire and meeting a Well, there's the backstory that could have done much. She's not going to wait for him, should she, and yeah, all that, the yeah. husband. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Doug. That's a good one. Yeah, I, I get that. Well, Tom Hanks is in it. Well, that, see, yeah. he makes the movie. 
It's because he's a generational I he, actor. I think he's very good in that. But overall, he's slightly overrated. More than slightly overrated. You said he's like really good in 10 movies now. He's not in the top Forrest three. Gump, he's really good He's in. not in the top three actors of our time. There's Apollo no way. 13, you said he was good in? Uh, no. Uh, Denzel Washington's better. <laughs> Nicholson's better. I'm going to convince you to become a Tom Hanks fan. I'll even go De Niro. You gave me Tom Jones, I'll give you Tom Hanks. All right, I'll even say De Niro's better than Tom Hanks. There's no doubt. They run in a strange program, y'all. It's Stan time? I can handle things. I'm smart. That's right. That time of the afternoon, the producer Dan takes over the Don Giordano program for some Dan time with Dom. And Dom, a lot going on on Twitter today. A great side question has him active, but also we have our Caller of the Year competition, the 2023 Dom Show Caller of the Year competition. Right now, we got Robert and Bruce facing off, and we're about to post another one uh, from our first round. But uh, currently, Bruce has 68.6% of the vote. So if you're a fan of Robert, the caller, Robert and Ben Salem, go vote for him at Dom Show 1210. Dom, coming up here in a couple minutes, uh, right around 2 o'clock, I'll be posting up our second matchup. Going to throw up there, hmm, Leslie and Bryn Mawr versus Gary in Newtown. Any predictions on that one? Uh, I think Leslie and Bryn Mawr is a little bit more well-known, but Gary has been uh, an integral part of the show, coming down to the shore, etc. So There's somewhat of a yeah. Twitter crew that's developed in the Dom fandom, and Leslie and Bryn Mawr, known as Fishapine on Twitter, yes. has quite a following. She gets a lot of responses and such, so I wonder this contest being primarily ran on Twitter, whether or right. not that's going to you know nudge her forward and maybe... Put up a fight against Joe or Scott and Mount Laurel, who's a first-round matchup. She's the only female. Uh, she is the only female, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the one that slightly missed the cut was Laurie and Ringo, solely because we haven't heard from Laurie as much recently. Yeah, Laurie, uh, I know he has her duties, lunch, and all that, but uh, whenever she calls in, it's spectacular. Uh, so, Dom, I, w- I want to take one off the board. Uh, I- I- I'm curious. Is this something you consider buying the Hess uh, fire truck? Uh, we keep hearing that advertised. We're talking something associated with fire or firefighters today. You mentioned it in the first hour. Yeah, I've heard they've really added all kinds of um, extras uh, to this. Yeah, they like, really upgraded. It's two vehicles this time. There's, uh, you know, lights, sounds, all that. Forty two ninety nine. A sign of inflation, though. That's a lot for a toy, uh, but it's worth it. I mean, these are really well wow, quality. Wow, that's really gone up. It yeah. Used to be twenty bucks, maybe. Right? Yeah, yeah quality made though. Um, well, Joe, Joe will come with a check and give it to every kid in Philadelphia. Here's the Hess fire truck. You think yeah. Joe has money? He's sitting on a pile there. Yeah, exactly. Like Scrooge yeah. McDuck, he has a yeah. whole room of money that he just dives into. After well, the show. I think he's worth twenty million or so at least. <laughs> Uh, the American Dream now costs about $3.4 million to, to achieve over the course of a lifetime. The median lifetime earnings, Dom, U.S. workers stand around $1.7 million, so about half of what the cost of the American Dream would indeed be. And what's the definition of that? To be middle class, you mean? Uh, from getting married to saving for retirement, um, the figures underline the financial pressures that many families face to afford a middle, middle class life. Expenses like childcare, college tuition, buying a home continue to climb. So this is like living a comfortable middle class life. Well, the part of the middle class I add to that is leaving, uh, you know, helping your kids. That's one of the biggest to me yeah. in one way or another. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and, and Sports Illustrated in a lot of hot water right now. They, they have a situation where they had to let go of their CEO, Ross Levinson. Uh, they're going to have a new guy step in because... At one point, they were found out to be using AI to generate articles, and then the bylines were fake names, and right. the pictures were of fake people. So they were posting up articles written by AI, as right. acting like they're real. And, and Dom, welcome to 2023. 
you can't imagine, but there was a time where each week, I guess it was weekly, people looked forward to Sports Illustrated. It was, wow, Sports Illustrated's out because it was the, the thing in sports. Faces in the crowd is one thing I remember. They would uh, tell you about somebody they featured in high school and then later on when they turned pro, that kind of stuff. It was big. Now, it shouldn't even exist. I remember seeking out Sports Illustrated just so I can read that last page Rick Riley column. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like they were always funny, had a funny uh, take on it. A big anti-Trump guy wrote a whole book about Trump and golf. Yeah. Oh, was that him? Oh, yes. Oh, oh, yes. oh it's disappointing. And Trump is a very good golfer. Um, number one on the Billboard Hot 100 for a little while. Uh, what would you think it would be? It's something from the 60s now. Mm, no sense. Uh, here we go. Let's play a little bit of it. Brenda Lee's rocking around the Christmas tree. Now for a second week in a row, leads the Billboard Hot 100. The Hot 100 combines all the streaming hmm. apps together with radio wow. plays and such. And... This song has really taken off this year, Dom. Any idea why you think that might be happening? It's random. It's Christmas, of course. We're tired of what's-her-face at Christmas. All I want for Christmas is you. and Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey. Yeah. And then Taylor Swift, whose birthday is tomorrow. Ooh. Now, Dan, think of the pressure. What's her name? Travis Kelsey is saying he's going to have a blowout birthday party. What do you how, get for somebody like yeah, that? What, how much do you spend on the birthday party? I'm saying a hundred thousand. No, you got to go in the millions. Oh, what? yeah. Are you kidding me? Taylor it. Swift. That's oh my god. This is the most like uh, this is the person of the year we're talking about here. That's it. I mean, the whole thing. Tomorrow, I'm saving my fire until tomorrow. We have a, a qu- side question around Taylor <laughs> Swift, but I just I don't wish ill on anybody. I don't like Travis Kelsey or Taylor Swift though. Uh, this might be a little. Uh, uh, not for you, because uh, you're not a big video game guy. But, Dom, I used to, every year, look forward to an event called E3. It's uh, mm-hmm. an event where they have uh, all the debuts of the new video games. Sony, Nintendo, Microsoft would all go. And, and it was like a fresh new slate of what to look forward to as a fan of video games. It turns out that uh, 2023 has been canceled and moving forward. There's not going to be any more E3s. And this is another one of those conventions. I mean, Comic-Cons everywhere are kind of folding on themselves. And, and a lot of their question is is this due to the pandemic uh, you know not coming out of the pandemic and having the same kind of strong events do you think there's going to be a future where these kind of events return dom or do you think i it's, uh, it's hope there won't be a future where they return oh Remember come on we mocked and i think we have one of them on the uh what heist what college is having the, the sport- con yeah they have their sports program around video games oh um a lot of them are doing it actually no i thought there was a local one though yeah I don't know. I saw a job yeah. application for it. There, there's a new college oh. that's completely online. Uh, it's a it's a um, a charter school, and, and they mm. teach through video gaming, professional gaming. Oh, and they teach all their yeah. lessons. I'll be giving my endorsement. Yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah. You want to give your endorsement exactly. to that? Exactly. But Dom, yeah. that's all I got for Dan time today. All right, let's take another call. I wanted to get this one in. Paul, I'm playing the West- X Files music because I remember okay. you telling me how much you hated that convention. Yes, yeah. uh, the same hotel we were at. Uh, Paul in Westchester. Paul, what's your fire today? All right, before I get into it, Don, I owe you and your callers, I mean, Dan, apologies, because therefore I made a statement that I should have been more clarified to sit there and say, yeah, instead of it, it actually been, it sounded from a minority here that it was a, um, a dog whistle. With that being said, I owe you an apology for that. Well, thank, thank you. Thank you for having, I thank you for having DEI. 
on your program because all the other hosts do not let no minorities on. So I thank you for that. So now uh, let's try. I have two of them. Mrs. Doubtfire with the uh, what's his name? Robin Williams yeah. burning his beard, and I also have a local one with the Meridian Bank in '91 in Philadelphia. I like and the second. Add- I like the second one a lot more because. Uh, that fire in Meridian Bank was so high up, they didn't have quite the equipment then. It was enormous what happened there. And rest they sold. I think the firefighters, a few of them lost their lives, so rest they sold. And let me ask you, uh, Don, when you talk about so much about this DEI with your talking points, uh, do you actually believe the Lloyd, do you think the uh, officer, the Joint Chiefs of Staff, do you think he is a DEI? So the only thing of your rationale would be, to listen to how you guys promote DEI, that any black or brown person you guys would just assume is from a hire of a DEI. No, so now, uh, no black- I'm not. No, I'm not. I try to, I just think it's a, when you do stuff like this, though, it's an awful burden on people because there's going to be a suspicion of that. And this woman at Harvard plagiarizing tone deaf in the statement she made and she advanced for the DEI world. That's why I believe it's accurate there. Now, I'm not saying that about the uh, Secretary of Defense or anybody. Try to look at each person individually. Coming up, we're going to talk with Dr. Peter Wood. We had him on the show before. National Association of Scholars wrote the rebuttal to the 1619 Project. It's got a lot to say about Harvard and what's going on. Dom Giordano, weekdays noon till 3, from Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. 